morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, August 23rd. The year is going right on by. There are just 132 days left in 2022. If you've ever heard of a phenomenon called Stockholm Syndrome, today's date is to blame. It was 1973 in Stockholm, Sweden. Four people were taken hostage during a bank robbery. Those hostages ended up sympathizing with their captors. That psychological condition became known as Stockholm Syndrome. Now let's head over to the First Alert Weather Desk and hope for some good news about your Tuesday forecast. And good Tuesday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Silva. And starting out with a partly to mostly cloudy sky this morning, a slight chance of a shower. First half of the day, better rain chance second half, as we'll see temperatures in the low to mid 80s at lunchtime, mid to upper 80s this afternoon. Some scattered showers and thunderstorms could produce some locally heavy rainfall. Light wind today out of generally the west at about five miles per hour. Temperatures in the mid to upper 80s, not only for tomorrow, but through the rest of the weekend of the weekend. Chance of rain mainly in the afternoon, not just for tomorrow, but also the rest of the week and into the weekend with morning lows in the low 70s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org slash careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. And here's a check of your morning headlines. Charleston County School Board approved a proposed timeline for the process of hiring a new superintendent. Live 5's Anna Harris attended the meeting last night to give us more details on what the district can expect in the coming months. The Charleston County School Board plans to offer a contract to a new superintendent in March 2023 with the goal of them starting next July. Reverend Dr. Eric Mack, the board chair, says a lot of conversations need to be had before they find a permanent replacement. The search process will begin in September, according to the timeline. In October, the timeline says the board will design an outreach plan to help develop exclusive criteria for the superintendent search. Mack says the superintendent typically starts July 1 and ends their term the following June. He says March will give this person a time to transfer, adapt, and get set by July 1. So we're hoping to get the process started uh, uh, as far as the superintendent process is concerned, uh, but also to set the groundwork for the new incoming board uh, in November so that th some of this work will already be done and there will not be any delay uh, in that process of going through searching for a new superintendent. Max says the details of the superintendent position in the timeline will be discussed again at the September 12th school board meeting. In Charleston, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. And with school back in session, the Carter bus system is focusing on providing free transportation for students in the low country. Alicia Wimberly is with us now in studio. So Alicia, how can students use this program? 
Yeah, absolutely. Good morning, ladies. CARTA connects riders to school, work, the airport, tourist destinations, and more areas right here in Charleston. Now, the bus system is offering free rides to children K-12 through and college students on the peninsula. Now, Carter Chairman Mike Seekings hopes the program will assist in introducing young people to public transit so they can understand how it works. They want students to feel confident getting on and off the bus system. When sitting down with Seekings, I also learned that CARTA is making sure its equipment on the streets is reliable. They've implemented a bus replacement program, replacing 80% of their buses and moving largely to battery electric buses. Last week, Carter was approved for a federally funded low country rapid transit, which is a dedicated transit lane running from Ladson to downtown Charleston. Carter says they don't have the metrics of how students free rides have impacted Carter buses as a whole, but they do say overall offering free rides to school children has helped their ridership. Having the kids on the buses really brings brings life and joy to it. So we're looking forward to the school year and seeing a bunch of people riding with us. Card also says you can match up your school schedule with the Carta bus schedule by downloading the transit app on your mobile device. Thanks so much, Alicia. Well, tonight, Charleston County Council will vote on whether or not to form a climate action committee specifically for the county. Molly McBride joins us live from the newsroom with more information. And Molly, what would this county climate action committee pretty much entail? Tonight's vote will be the second of three readings. Back in July, the council voted in favor of forming the committee after a presentation from the county's sustainability coordinator. During the presentation, the county sustainability coordinator, Ariel Gerstein, says if formed, the committee will work on a climate action plan. The plan would create greenhouse gas reduction goals, along with a time frame for achieving those goals. Gerstein says the county's plan would be in line with the city of Charleston's existing climate action plan that was published last year. If formed, the committee would act as an advisory board to the county council on all matters related to the climate action plan and sustainability. The meeting is today at 6.30 p.m. at the Lonnie Hamilton Public Services Building. For more information about the location of that meeting, visit live5news.com and click on this story. In the newsroom, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. All right, thank you, Molly. Well, long-time flooding issues in downtown Charleston could still take some years before any major changes are seen. Video following the rain Friday night shows standing water near the intersection of King and Hugey Streets. It's not the first time flooding has been bad around that intersection. The city says it has already invested $5 million to increase pipe size and add extra drains, but residents say the flooding has not gone away. The city says it will now invest another $10 million to put in a pump station to remove water quickly, but that it won't be ready for another four years. Three people are facing breach of peace charges after a huge fight at a North Charleston Chuck E. Cheese. North Charleston police say it happened Saturday night during a child's birthday party. One of Rittenberg near the North Bridge around 9.30 Sunday morning. Church employees in the van told officers a car pulled up next to the van, waved something, and then the window was hit by gunfire. According to police, the car is described as white and possibly a Honda. No one was injured. Anyone with information should call Crime Stoppers. After about two years in the making, the Charleston Metro Chamber of Commerce is launching its latest coalition. Officials say their goal is to create a regional push to understand the problems surrounding housing in the region. Our Lauren Quinlan joining us live. And Lauren, who all can join the coalition? Good morning. Good morning. 
Chamber officials say this new coalition is for everyone, not just their members, and they wanted to create a space where they could educate people on the housing crisis and hopefully come up with some solutions. The Charleston Metro Chamber of Commerce has made housing a priority over the last four years. Craig Logan with the chamber says when they mention attainable housing, that means housing for those ranging from homelessness to affluent homes. Housing is something chamber members and many people in the Tri-County region are struggling to attain. Logan says they've hosted a series of vision labs with community leaders and business organizers to get a better idea of what the problem is and how they can help. Out of this, they created the Regional Housing Coalition to get to the bottom of how this housing crisis started and what to do now. It's important that not only we focus on housing within Berkeley, Dorchester and Charleston County, but collectively when we come together to create a bigger impact, we know that we can have bigger solutions and long term create more opportunities at a state level. Logan says to get to a solution, they have to start at step one, which is education. From there, they hope to build advocates to help them advance the knowledge around the housing crisis. Logan says a major goal is to engage with the public and pay attention to their concerns and experiences. Starting today at 4 p.m. at the Charleston Metro Chamber of Commerce, they will officially launch this new coalition and share their goals for this new plan. For that address, click on this story on Live5News.com. Reporting in North Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live5News. Thanks so much, Lauren. While environmental groups are suing federal agencies in what they say is an attempt to protect wetlands that could be damaged by a planned development. That lawsuit is in regards to plans for the Cane Hoy plantation development. The groups say developers should not be able to fill in wetlands to build houses. They also say they are not against the development on the peninsula, but that any plan should be done in a way to protect the surrounding environment. The lawsuit claims that a building permit for 200 acres of wetlands is in violation of the lawsuit. The federal agencies have not made any comments on that lawsuit. South Carolina's Department of Natural Resources wants to hear from deer hunters ahead of the upcoming season. The department is hosting a public meeting on Thursday, September 8th to discuss the low deer population and deer hunting in the Francis Marion National Forest. Officials will also be discussing options for future regulation changes that may help increase the deer population in the National Forest. That meeting will be held at 6.30 p.m. at the Santee Cooper Auditorium in Monk's Corner. The State's Department of Social Services is partnering with the United Way of South Carolina for a new texting feature. That feature connects families and individuals to DSS resources through their phone. It also allows the United Way of South Carolina to provide a modern platform connecting people with local verified and trusted resources. To access that service, simply text DSS to 211 211 and a menu of options will appear. 211 will then respond with a list of resources within seconds, making it easier for individuals and families to find what they are seeking quickly and clearly. Celebrating birthdays today, actress Vera Miles from Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho turns 92. Actress Barbara Eden from TV's I Dream of Jeannie is 91. Actor Richard Sanders, who played newsman Les Nessman in WKRP in Cincinnati, is 82. Actress Shelley Long of Cheers is 73. Actor-singer Rick Springfield is 73. And actor Scott Can of Hawaii Five-0 is 46. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health.
Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.